Oh yeah. Man, what you know about the Contortionist? One of the most talented bands out there. Go check them out. Probably the best thing that ever happened to Steger was another hole in the wall. The concert venue. I got to see these guys, the Contortionist, there one night. Um, <laughs> I got hammered. Hammered drunk, and I just remember screaming out. This is like 10 years ago before I had kids and I was allowed to do that stuff. And I remember screaming out, the fucking contortionist, you guys are fucking awesome. And I was kind of obnoxious, but a fucking great show. I saw a lot of great bands at that concert venue. Uh, I got to see um, Head From Corn Side Project. Got to see them. And the same night I got to see P.O.D. Headline in my hometown. Well, not really my hometown, but I live there. <laughs> South Heights, Stagger, it's the same fucking thing. But I got to see P.O.D. And that night I got to see a Christian hard rock band called Red. Check out Red, man. They make some great music. Amazing singer. Amazing. So what's up, everybody? This is Derek Durish with the 10K Music Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast. I appreciate it. It's the only way I can truly gauge who listens and how many people listen. I've been doing really good on the uh, popularity bars that are next to each of my episodes. And uh, so it's making me feel real good. And whenever you guys go and rate and review and subscribe and share this, uh, it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. So, and I like feeling that way. I like feeling happy and warm and fuzzy. Okay? Yeah. So today's episode is going to be about drum miking. I miked my first drum set on Saturday night, and it went fucking great. I used the Glenn Johns method. And I'll talk about that. I'll talk about me using Slate Trigger for the first time. My thoughts on drum sampling as of now. Uh, I'm actually going to play the song in its entirety that me and my guy Ryan Matul recorded um, on Saturday night. Because I'm excited to show you. Um, if you have any uh, um, constructive criticism to give me, please hit me in the DMs. Put it on the review thing. Let me know what's up. It is the first time I ever co-wrote, co-produced, and recorded a rock song in my basement using live drums in my basement studio with live drums and four microphones. So, and and I'm actually I'm pretty I feel pretty good about about it. I feel good about the mix. I feel good about how the drums sound. Are they perfect? No. Um, I feel like listening back to it. Um, I bought some gel dampeners and I failed to put them on before we recorded the song and uh I put them on yesterday which was Sunday or actually shit yesterday was Monday two days ago which was Sunday and uh those dampeners make a huge difference in the resonance of the kit and all that and um yeah so I'm gonna talk about the song the way the, our approach to it um, the way I mixed it down, and then I'll play it for you. And then after that, I'll come back. I want to talk about want to. You know, do you really want to do audio? Do you want to make music? Do you want to rap? Do you want to sing? Or are you just doing it to be cool? So um, let's get on with the podcast. So I, I might have to uh, take a couple breaks because uh, I got to go check on the kids upstairs. My wife's not home. So... 
I'm playing daddy right now as I podcast. Sorry, everybody. I had to go upstairs uh, and play daddy. My daughter stepped on a piece of glass in her room. I had to go vacuum and shit. I hope you enjoyed that REO Speedwagon. Can't fight this feeling anymore. 1984. It was a great year. I think. I don't know. I wasn't born yet. And I don't even think I was in my dad's nutsack. I was born in 88. So I wasn't even swimming around in the nutsack yet. I wasn't even an idea. So, let's get on with the drum mic. So, it's a, I'm excited to talk about this because for the last 10 years, on and off for the last 10 years when I first started my home studio in my parents' house at the age of 19, now 11 years, um, I've been, been buying gear especially consistently in the last four years. I've been buying gear to get to this point, okay? To get to the point where I can record just about any genre of music. Okay, so this is a big deal for me. And it shows growth, okay? It shows growth. So, first thing I did, I went out, you know, I got the interface for my birthday, the Focusrite 18i20. It's fucking awesome so far. I went out. I knew I had to buy cables. I bought the necessary shit. That's the thing. Buy necessary shit. Buy the shit that you absolutely need to do whatever it is you want to do. So I went out and I said, I need cables. I went out, got some cables. I got a little short mic boom, um, a uh, Gator Frameworks mic boom for the kick drum. Um, nice investment. Nice stand. Beautiful stand. Um, I got uh, a mic clip that clips onto the actual drum. Got one of those. I bought some um, gel drum dampeners and I bought a drum dial. And I bought new heads, okay? Put new heads on your drum kit, okay? If you got some old beat up heads and you're about to record your drum kit, put some new heads on it because they make a world of difference. Now, Saturday, okay, is the night, right? It's time, baby. It's time. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. I set up my four mics. I do the Glenn Johns method. Glenn Johns is an old engineer and producer who's worked with the Beatles, the Who, Led Zeppelin, the Eagles, a bunch of other bands, okay? He helped capture John Bonham's big drum sound, legendary drum sound, right? With his four mic technique that people still use today. And it's a technique that's been being used for the last uh, shit, right? 40, 50 years, not 50 years, uh, about, about 30 or 40 years, all right, 30 or 40 years, whatever, but it's still used today, and I'm convinced that after Saturday, all I need is four microphones for a drum kit, as long as you can capture the kit right, so I'm going to try to explain in the simplest way how you mic the drum kit up, okay, for those that know already, that's cool. For those that don't know, I'm going to tell you. So, your first mic is an overhead mic. Okay, directly over the middle of the snare, four feet high. You can use a large diaphragm condenser mic. I had a Audix F9, um, a small condenser microphone, um, an overhead mic. Okay, I had that. I used that. I wanted to see how it sounds. Um, the second mic is behind the floor tom. And that mic is four feet from the center of the snare. 
I used an Audix F9 for that. Okay. I'm going to bust out two large um, diaphragm condensers that I have um, next time I record the drums. But I wanted to just kind of see how those mics work because they're nice mics. Um, and my room's not the greatest. So I figured if I went with a smaller diaphragm, I wouldn't capture as much as the room, okay, um, and the noise and all that. So I don't know if that makes sense or not. You tell me. If you're a pro, listen and tell me. Anyway, okay, the third mic was on the kick. I put it on the front of the kick. I had an Audix D6, okay. I mic'd it a couple inches away from the resonant head. Um, I don't have a hole in there. I'm not going to cut a hole out. This doesn't sound half bad. Fourth mic is on the snare. I used an SM57. Okay. In the future, I'm going to interchange these mics. Okay. I got a Blue Bluebird. I got an AKG Perception 220. I'm going to try those on the first two mics I talked about on my overhead and behind the tom. Um, see how those sound like. That's usually what you're supposed to use is a large diaphragm. But have fun with it. Experiment with it. Um, but your first mic, your overhead, and your floor tom mic... When you pan those out in your mix, it's supposed to give your mix a stereo, or your drum, your drums a stereo image, right? So that way when you hear a, a, a fill or a roll, you can hear it going from left to right speaker. <clears throat> Excuse me, I need some water. I've been eating almonds and shit, my mouth's dry. So, that was that. That's how I mic'd the kit up. Those are the mics I used. Go do it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get the four mics down. I want to get four mics down before I move on to more mics. It just makes sense to me. If I'm not ready for four mics and can't get the job done with four, why move on to seven? I don't know. That's the way I think. Okay? That's the way I think. Um, so, we recorded the drums. I was happy with them. Uh, I went and bought Slate Trigger 2 Platinum. I, uh... Use samples on the kick and the snare. Um, however, I used the samples tastefully. I didn't overkill the snare with a sample. I didn't completely replace the snare or completely replace the kick either. Um, with the snare, I think I turned the mix, the mix knob to like uh, 30%. I liked how my snare sounded. And uh, one of the samples I used on the snare was like a stick hit. And uh, a little kind of um, snare that had more of um, a little, little higher, little higher pitch to it, like it was uh, a little tighter. And um, that's what I used on the kick. On the kick, I set the mix knob to about forty-five percent. I want to say it's where it sounded good. I used a uh, subby, a subby kick that they had, and I blended that tastefully into my original kick. Um, and then I had a, a kick that had a little bit more mid-range that, that can give it that click, you know, that, uh, that rock click that helps it cut through the mix a little bit in the high mids. Um, I blended that tastefully and the kick came out good. So I'm, I, I'm happy, I'm happy with how, uh, everything sounded, um, at the end of the night. Um, and I'm still happy. Um, I'll talk about the song a little bit. <laughs> It took me like four different mixes. You know how we are as producers and engineers, right? There's mix one, mix two, mix three, mix mix three final, uh, mix three final, final, mix four final. You know, I, I've 
mixed it down four different times, all right, trying to get everything right. Um, the song I recorded, co-wrote, co-produced it with uh, with my guy Ryan Matul, and um, he drummed on the song and played the lead guitars that come in at the bridge and the outro. I played the rhythm guitars and the bass. Um, this song, we actually recorded it, rehearsed it, and wrote it about a month ago when I only had two mics on the drum kit. And at the end of the night, we were fucking happy with this song, right? Happy. We were like, this song kicks ass. Well, <laughs> as the weeks went on, I started to hate it a little more. The drums were a little off. The guitars were a little off. Okay. And I said, well, really, the, dr the drums were off. The drums were kind of funky. And I figured with four mics, we can make the drums sound better. So our goal was to come in here and retrack the drums. And, well, we went to go retrack the drums about four or five takes in. Uh, we realized it just wasn't going well. It's not working. Something's wrong. Um, the guitars sounded off when you played them back. You know how it is. We make something one day. The next day, it sounds like shit. Okay, that's exactly what we ran into. So we're sitting there contemplating what, what, what we're going to do. Like, what should we do? You know, I, I brought up, I said, well, shit, we might have to just retrack the whole thing. And um, I said, or... You know, let's write something new and move on. And Ryan said, no, man, you know, I really like this song. I, I think we got a good song here. So I said, all right, cool. Well, let's retrack it. So we sat here. We rewrote all the, we rewrote the verse. We rewrote the uh, chorus for it. And that's it. Okay, so we rewrote those two parts on guitar. Um, the bass line is completely different from the original. We had to rewrite the bass line. Um, and then the drums. Um, the drums are a little different than the original, but they still have that swing that the original drums had. Um, and it came out nice. Um, some other things I did with the mix on this song that I'm about to play you shortly. Um, the guitars, we recorded direct in. Direct in, I used Guitar Rig 5 on all the guitars you hear. Okay, um, I love Guitar Rig 5, I think it's awesome. The original song we recorded, Ryan brought over his orange uh, OR50, I want to say he has, and we did two passes through the orange cab, and then we did two direct, and I blended them together, and the tone was fucking amazing. That Them orange amps are amazing. I want one so bad. I need one. I got a little orange crush, man, and I record out of it. It's badass. I want a bigger one, though. I want a freaking bigger one. So we did that with the guitars. We recorded them direct in. The bass is direct. The drums are live. Um, I feel like mixing wise, I think I did a very good job on this. Um, I tried to reference this song with, um, something on the new Foo Fighters record, like Sky is a Neighborhood and a couple other songs that are on that record. I just, to try to get a vibe and a feel because we felt like this song sounds like a Foo Fighters kind of song. Um, I played it for somebody else. They said it sounds kind of like a simple plan, um, because the verse has got this kind of, um, uppity palm mute thing going on with the guitars um the chorus the chorus is awesome i use some open chords in the chorus um the bridge and the outro is what steals the show um if it wasn't for ryan's lead guitar work and the layering he did over my rhythm the song wouldn't be what it is that bridge and that outro wouldn't be what it is so please listen to the whole thing because once you get to that bridge and the outro it just gets bigger and it's fucking awesome and it's fucking awesome. So, 
the drums, I used Shep's Omni-Channel plugin on the drums. Check it out. It's a channel strip. It's awesome. I use that exclusively on the drums. Um, I used a Q10 on the drums as well on each of the track for some subtractive EQing so I can get a little surgical um, with everything. And then I sent that all to a drum bus, and I used the, um, damn it, what's the uh, uh, reverb plugin called? It's the, uh, the Lexicon uh, MPXI native reverb plugin, and I used the medium plate preset, and I, I tweaked it, and uh, I love plate reverbs, and I used that on the drums. Um, and I think the song um, came together nice, and I think it's definitely one of my better mixes yet. Um, if you have any constructive criticism about the song, let me know from a mixing standpoint, engineering standpoint, let me know. Um, I, I, I want to know what's wrong with it. Um, do I think there's something wrong with it? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm confident. It sounds fucking good. It feels good when I play it in the car. It feels good when I play it on my computer speakers upstairs. I got a clip surround sound system. I think the song's badass. So here's the song. Um, we finally just named it. We're calling it a simple, si the song is called Simple in a Complicated World by Derek Durish and Ryan Matul.
Thanks for listening to that, everybody. Um, you can go get the uncompressed wave at Bandcamp. Derek Durish, D-E-R-E-K-D-U-R-I-S-H dot bandcamp.com. Yeah, so that's that. That was Simple in a Complicated World by myself and Ryan Matul. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I do. I love it. I love it. I'm extremely happy with it. I can't wait to do more work with Ryan, um, more songs. I can't wait to get more rock bands in here so I can work on this craft of engineering rock music because it's a whole another animal from rap. So, on to my next topic. Want to. I'm going to make this short and sweet. Do you really want to do music? Do you want to rap? You know, you say you want to sing, you say you want to rap, you say you want to make beats, you say you make beats, you say you rap, you say you sing. But do you really do it? Are you doing it because you love it? Or are you doing it because, eh, you know what? I want to do it because it, it, it's cool. Because it's the cool thing to do. You feel like you look cool around your friends when you say, yeah, man, I'm a rapper. You run into, yeah, I'm a rapper. Are you a rapper? Do you have shit online? Do you have a body of work? Are you consistently putting stuff out? Your Instagram page. Do you have posts of you rapping, of content? Okay, same thing goes with singers, beat makers. Do you really make beats? You know, and are you making beats for money or because you love to do it? You know, I ran into this kid on Instagram. He hit me up and he's like, uh, uh, hits me up about mixing and uh, mixing some of his, some of his songs. And um, I tell him the prices and then he said, what's the catch? And I said, what do you mean, what's the catch? He said, what's the catch about making money doing music? What's the catch? I'm like, there is no catch, man. Like, I'm like, if you're in it to make money, you're in it for the wrong reasons. You're not going to make money. Shit. You know how hard it is to make fucking money doing this? Do it because you love it. Okay? Do it because you love it. There's a thing when you have the want to. Okay? There's this word. It's called sacrifice. You have to be willing to sacrifice shit in order to really pursue music. Okay? If you have a day job and you got bills to pay, don't quit. Keep working. Okay? Do music outside of that in your free time. Things you'll have to sacrifice, however, you're going to have to sacrifice nights out with friends. You're going to have to sacrifice time with family, especially if you own a home studio and you have clients, right? Or if you make beats and a client hits you up and says, hey, uh, I want a beat that sounds like this. They pay you, right? They give you a, a week deadline. Say, you know, they give you a week or a couple of days. Well, you, I hope you have the want to to finish that beat that same night. So you might have to sacrifice time away from your family to do what it is you got to do. You can't be afraid to do that. Take sacrifice and want to. You got to have the want to. If, if you're going out every Saturday night, every Friday night, hanging out with friends, you know, instead of working on the craft of whatever it is you do, then I'm sorry, you're fucking up. Plain and simple, you're fucking up. 
Am I saying completely eliminate friends and nightlife and social life? No, man, I'm not. It's nice to go out every now and then and conversate with people, right? It might draw inspiration for you. Writing a new song or writing a new riff, whatever. Making a new beat. Okay? It's healthy. It's about balance. But in the beginning, you got to sacrifice. Plain and fucking simple. So now, that's done. I'm done with that. A couple things I want to talk about. Um, new Netflix show called Rapture. Go check it out, man. It highlights the careers of up-and-coming artists. Um, I saw the first episode on Logic. Uh, the second episode is on Dave East and Nas. I got halfway through it. They're fucking awesome. They're awesome. Uh, I think they got one about Rap City. Um, check it out on Netflix. You'll love it if you love hip-hop, if you love music docs. Uh, it's amazing. They're about an hour long each episode. Um, some new music that came out I listened to last Friday. Uh, Flatbush Zombies. I checked that out. I like Flatbush Zombies. They're different, man. Uh, it's a group of guys. They each have their own unique voice. Um, some of them songs there were really good. Uh, so go check that out. Um, that Cardi B album, I got through like three songs. I haven't listened to the full thing yet, but that first song on there is, it's dope, man. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't sleep on it. Go check it out. What else? Uh, 30 Seconds to Mars, new album. called uh, It's called America. Um, I thought it was fucking awesome. I love 30 Seconds to Mars. Love 30 Seconds to Mars. Um, their new album, the new album is, it's a lot of crossover between um, that kind of 30 Seconds to Mars, you know, vibe that they're known for. The crossover between like dance and hip hop, which was, uh, pretty pretty damn cool um in my opinion i thought they did a great job with that album and how it sounds um they got a song in there with asap rocky um i know they did walk on water with travis scott um their cover the cover for the album's pretty funny they're pretty uh, funny for that one um they got a song featuring Halsey. um yeah the the walk on water with travis scott isn't on there um but um Dope album, man. I, I liked it. You know, it's not This Is War. It's not A Beautiful Lie, which is my favorite album by them. But uh, they're doing their thing, man. Listen to it for what it is. Well, that's the 10K Music Podcast. Thanks for listening. This is Derek Durish. Please rate, review, subscribe, share. Tell all your friends. This isn't just a podcast about hip-hop. It's about rock, too. So... I'm going to end with that same contortionist track. It's called Flourish. Um, This part coming up is beautiful, man. Check them out, man. Beautiful. Mind-blowing. Thanks, y'all.